0: This is Jeff Cobert and we welcome you to this Disney at Work Podcast. Well, is Disney's next theme park in the metaverse? The title may sound a little sensational, but in truth, Disney's investment in the metaverse may be equivalent to building an entirely new theme park. In fact, It may allow you to access theme parks in ways you have never accessed them before. CEO Bob Chapek has spoken about this, potentially being a part of Disney+, Plus, but encompassing all aspects of Disney, especially in the parks. We'll explore in this podcast what the metaverse is and how the heritage of Disney has led to this moment in time. We'll we'll take a look at both uh, artificial reality and how virtual reality might play out in the Disney universe. And we'll explore current research and efforts underway as well as brainstorming possibilities for the future. So when I talk about the metaverse, the one thing I don't want to have happen is for you to kind of get all lost and it sounds all very confusing and techy and so forth. So I'm gonna make it very, very clear what the metaverse is, as clear as I can possibly make it. Um, you have the internet. Internet's been around. Imagine a day where you have teleportation, you know, Star Trek kind of teleportation. Well, that's not happening anytime soon. But the world between the internet and teleportation, that's the metaverse. It's the most current and ambitious virtual Ford uh, uh, world ahead of us. Um, It's the next stage of the industrial technology evolution. Right now, most of what is the metaverse is not more what is virtual, which is 3D in terms of software and so forth. does not even comprise 3% of the Internet. But it is believed that by about 2030, half of the Internet will be part of this kind of world. If you Google the term metaverse, you're going to find different definitions. Um, for instance, Wikipedia talks about it as a collective virtual shared space uh, created by the convergence of virtually enhanced physical reality and physically persistent virtual spaces. Um, the word metaverse is a combination of the parts of different words. The word the prefix meta, meaning beyond, and the word universe. Well. You know what that is all about. So the term is typically used to describe the concept of a a future iteration of the internet or a future universe in the internet, made up of shared three D virtual spaces that are all linked into one universe. This concept of a metaverse was first uh, coined by Neal Stephenson in ninety two in a novel called The Snow Crash. Uh, Most people may be a little more familiar with the concept in Ready Player One, which is a book that became a Steven Spielberg film not too long ago. The challenge with a lot of these uh, discussions around the metaverse is that they usually (laughs) are attached to a a world gone wrong, so to speak, a a world that um, is dystopian in nature. So what's very cool is we think about Disney, we think about something that isn't going to be dystopian, but more utopian. And utopia is very much at the heart of the things that Walt Disney believed in and and really felt strongly about. Uh, The term metaverse is a combination of meta, uh, and again, universe. So it's more than a virtual reality system. Let me give you an example of that, because most of you are kind of experiencing this Working from home, right? You had a physical office where you were present in some physical space, some office setting with other people. That was the physical office. Now you're currently in a virtual office. You are working virtually away from other people uh, using Zoom calls and Microsoft Teams and so forth. The metaverse office is where you're going to work virtually together with others or Possibly even working physically um, in places where others are joining virtually together. So it isn't, and, and I think this is more important because in the, and I've got, to, I've got something we're going to offer at the end, which is going to help exp- explain this. But what is happening is you think about a Disney theme park, that is reality, right? Then think about a, a Pixar fir- film, for instance, that's a virtual world, right? Well, that's where the terms augmented reality or AR and augmented virtuality come in play. If we were to put real people and put them into a virtual world, my goodness, doesn't that sound like Mary Poppins or doesn't that sound like um, even you know Alice in um, the, the original Alice series the Walt Disney? Uh, created the idea that a physical person could reside in a virtual world. That is AR, augmented reality. The only thing is that's a film. It's a straight, it doesn't doesn't, uh, move, it doesn't change. It's always played out the same. In augmented reality, you are a physical being in a virtual world and you're exploring all sorts of things in that virtual world. If you've already done the kind of headset thing, uh, maybe uh, done the cyber or the... um, lightsaber thing with darth vader you've already experienced what that's like you were a physical being in a virtual world that's augmented virtuality um what is what is and and disney's going to be doing a whole lot of that as it has already kind of done that there's a lot of that going on what makes disney unique is that going back to the reality they could augment that reality with things that are virtual and put the virtual into the reality. And that's important because while anyone can play the game of, I mean, again, Microsoft and, and Facebook, which of course has been renamed to meta in recent, uh, in recent months, because they think that this meta thing is so important. This, this metaverse is so, so much of the future that they have renamed their company Meta. And, and they are able to, and if you, and if you see uh, videos, you'll see um, Mark Zuckerberg in a virtual r- world as a little um, um, icon going around and doing things, having meetings and writing out things on the board um, with others watching and so forth. That is augmented virtuality the thing that makes and i'm sh- and disney will be do- is doing that and will be doing more of that as well what makes disney unique is that it has theme parks it has an amazing fantasy reality that could be augmented in other words the ar aspect and that metaverse experience that could be really powerful Fantasy Made Real has been part of the Walt Disney Company since Disneyland opened back in, what, 1955. Now Disney is looking to make the real fantastic through the metaverse. Bob Chapek said, not too long ago, quote, the Walt Disney Company has a long history of pioneering the use of technology to enhance the entertainment experience. Our efforts to date are just a prologue to a time when we'll be able to connect the physical and digital worlds even more closely, enabling limitless storytelling in our own Disney metaverse. And we look forward to creating unprecedented opportunities for consumers everywhere to experience all that Disney has to offer across our products and platforms. Well, what does that mean? Well, what that means is that we're going to do, we are going to uh, create a, a more, um, we're gonna take those physical worlds, we're gonna take those virtual worlds and of those virtual worlds of Frozen and Moana and so forth, and allow you to explore those worlds more virtually. And mind you, there are already games and things that you can do already, but this is going to be even more immersive and more connective um, as, as you go through it. What also is going to happen, and this is particularly true as it relates to the Disney park experience, is that we're going to create a more virtual world in the physical world. Former Disney CIO, Talak Mandati, in a IAPA, that's the International Association of Parks, back in November 2020, um, so a little, a little more than a year ago, said, quote, the digital data and physical coming together organically with the story, we now have physical and digital converge experiences that are personalized and social, creating the theme park metaverse, he said. Also, because of digital dimension of these metaverse experiences, they can be updated frequently, keeping them fresh and relevant. Though he wouldn't share details at that time of what was going on, he said that he expects them to be the core of the guest experience in years to come. For instance, there would be an AI driven virtual characters that would have personalized interaction with guests and a far different realm would be like Windows to the Wild program at Disney's Animal Kingdom. The park would use technology like aerial drones, advanced radar and camera monitors to give guests an up close exploration encounter with the animals. Mandari noted that while the converged physical and digital worlds remain um, uh, their primary focus, the metaverse will not be limited to inside the park experiences. Extending the magic of Disney parks to guest homes is a real possibility. And this I referenced last week. If you haven't heard the previous podcast, Can You Afford Disney? Are You Part of Disney's Target Audience? I suggested that while there is a case to be made for how prices have continued to rise at Disney parks, there may be a new niche of guests that have never existed before. And that is those guests who experience Disney theme parks by the millions at a time, virtually. And that offers new possibilities. Now, in April, of last year, almost a year ago, in an interview with CNN Business, Josh Namaro, who's head of theme parks worldwide and consumer products, and by the way, interesting, that one of the big things that was done a few years ago is they took the consumer product side and they merged it with the theme park side. To me, it doesn't seem like the same thing. To them, as they look at where things are going, they see it as all part of the metaverse. So, this is what Josh had to say. Quote, I'm sure you've heard this word before, metaverse. An opportunity to essentially bring these assets into a digital framework. It provides us with unending opportunities at these theme parks. It can bring Main Street alive in ways that you've never seen it before. Uh, You can have the whole theme park participate in a game that culminates in a celebration at the hub at the top of Main Street. The possibilities are endless, and I think that's where we're incredibly unique at the Disney Company. This combination of very forward-looking digital footprint with our legacy assets that we have in place and making them incredibly relevant to today. It extends the existing footprint of our parks in ways that there's no cap on. It allows us to tell stories that are incredibly relevant to the specific person we want to talk to. You can think about a digital overlay on any single digital, single land, any single attraction, any single merchandiser or food facility that we have that can be constantly changing in a way that makes it feel completely new and different to a guest that visited just the day before. If you think about our physical footprint, and being able to essentially make that new every day. The possibilities here are unending. Now, I'm going to just stop here and say, remember, going back to the whole Star Wars Galaxy's Edge thing. How did they pitch it? How did they market it? They emphasized it being your Star Wars story. Your Star Wars story coming to life. We've already kind of seen the tailorization or interactivity of that. For instance, build your own droid or build your own lightsaber. But I don't think they've even begun to explore how Star Wars Galaxy's Edge could be explored using the metaverse. And we'll talk about more examples of that that are undergoing um, in just a few minutes. Uh, Now, fast forward, last week of December, Disney was approved for a patent that would create personalized interactive attractions for theme park visitors. The technology would facilitate headset-free augmented reality attractions at Disney theme parks. Let me just stop and break that apart. One of the big things about the metaverse and artificial reality, virtual reality, nobody likes the headset. Google's come around with the Google glasses maybe, but everybody's trying to figure out What it looks like. Now, one of the things you need to understand about the metaverse, it's not about the goggles. That is one tool, and it's a primitive tool, probably compared to what will eventually emerge. Disney is saying that we've got something that doesn't require a headset. Remember, guests complain just having to wear 3D glasses. They're saying, hey, we got a headset-free way of creating Uh, personalized interactive experiences for guests while they're in the parks. The tech would work by tracking visitors using their mobile devices and generating and projecting personalized 3D effects onto nearby physical spaces, walls, and objects in the park. They call this a virtual world simulator in a real world setting. What they're trying to say is this: is we think we've got some technology that we could already start playing out this metaverse thing. Bob Chapek shared his concept of the metaverse to Fortune um, magazine not too long ago. In fact, very just short, uh, just recently, he said, "quote It's a book. It's a game. It's a movie. It's an episodic TV show. Forget all that." For our storytellers, it's like taking out the lane markers in the swimming pool and saying, you have the whole pool to swim in. End of quote. That's really important to understanding this, is that what is happening here is that the vehicle for telling the story is melting away. And it's not so much what the vehicle is, but that the vehicle could be shared or understood no matter how you experience it. And that's at the core of what, um, what Disney is trying to do as it moves forward in the metaverse. Now, just last week, Microsoft announced that they would move toward purchasing a video game company called Activision Blizzard. If you know games, you know what this company is. I mentioned to my son, big gamer, oh my gosh, his whole com- We went on to a 20 minute conversation about Activision and Microsoft merging. And then last night over dinner, we added our other son and ended up in another conversation about metaverses. The Activision Blizzard has made uh, titles such as Warcraft, Diablo, Overwatch, Call of Duty. And if you haven't played Candy Crush, that seems like it's all over the place. This acquisition is an all cash transaction Valued at 68.7 and is set to close somewhere in the next 18 months if they're given permission. They probably will. Most mergers have been permitted recently uh, by the federal government. But as The Street puts it, um, quote, Microsoft wants to be the Disney of video games, the metaverse, end of quote. I think that's important that you understand that this gaming aspect is all part of it too. And they're willing to pay, Microsoft in cash is willing to pay $68.7 billion. By the way, that price is not far from the price Disney paid for Fox is $71.8 million. It makes you wonder, should Disney have acquired Fox or should it have acquired a major gaming service like Activision Blizzard? Well, regardless, there are possibilities in this, this concept of what we've been talking about as an augmented reality. There are all sorts of possibilities, and they're already beginning to occur right now. For instance, using Snapchat lenses, um, you can, as a guest right now, take um, uh, as part of the Genie Plus purchase when you're in uh, the parks, see augmented reality. You can see the castle playing out in different ways. And there are all sorts of little surprises as you go. If you do take G- advantage of Genie Plus when you're in the parks, take 15, 20 minutes to kind of look at what uh, what the Snapchat lenses. It kind of gives you a sneak preview of some of the things that are playing out. If you also go to, um, if you search for Magic Bench on YouTube, and, uh, and we'll have a source that will also um, take you directly there. But there's a more immersive example of augmented reality that they showcase. They take an elephant looking type character, kind of an Eeyore elephant type character, and they take a physical bench. It's just a bench that's about uh, five, six feet wide. And in front of the bench is a big screen. And as you sit down on the bench, you see this elephant character coming towards you. Well, you don't see it in reality, but you see it on the screen in front of you. And then all of a sudden this elephant jumps on the bench and you feel that jump on the bench because there are sensors and, and equipment underneath. This is kind of a mixed reality and augmented reality kind of coming together because you're you're actually looking at this thing virtually but it's actually happening physically in its own way on the bench. And as the elephant moves and motions or plays with the ball, you sense that feeling that the elephant is right next to you and you see the elephant and you interact with the elephant. You talk to the elephant. This is not just something that's going to go on a park bench on Main Street, but it begins to give you the idea of how this could paint out. There are other videos that shows how augmented reality is going to come together in new ways at Disney. And the possibilities, the magical possibilities, are endless. I want to share with you some ideas of how this would take advantage of the parks. Let's just uh, give an example I gave last week when we talked about Can You Afford uh, Disney. I said, imagine utilizing the parks without utilizing attractions At night night in the parks could be like night in the museum by the way Disney now owns Fox so I guess we can take that title and make it all virtual you pay a premium to go through the parks and to experience the parks during a holiday overlay like Halloween or Christmas how much would you pay to see those same parks come alive at night like you, night in the museum. Can you imagine characters from the Haunted Mansion moving through Liberty Square or um, cowboys uh, wrestling through Frontierland? They're all, or an elephant stampede moving through Adventureland. What would it look like you could experience the parks at night? And by the way, this is an interesting notion because you'll recall ah, five, six, seven years ago, Disney played with this idea of maybe taking Animal Kingdom, closing it early, and then reopening it and make it a nighttime park with a whole different plus ticket to it. This is kind of taking that idea and the idea that uh, of, of Night in the Museum and putting it together. How about spider bots on the loose? Anybody can capture spider bots when you're on Web Slinger's A Spider-Man Adventure. But imagine that once you get off the attraction and as you move through the Avengers campus, you find them on the loose virtually and you have the ability to capture them. Imagine that you could only capture them if you had purchased that device that allowed you to capture them on the ride. That is again, a part of what could happen in um, a physical world with a virtual experience. I uh, have to mention this example from Encanto. What if virtually you were able to enter La Casita at Epcot and see the world of Encanto come to life? What doors would you want to open in La Casita? That could open, can you imagine, can you imagine that jungle world of the kid and when you open that door or, you know, uh, no one, um, you know, the rats coming alive when you open the other door. it, it, all sorts of possibility. by the way, I have to say, Josh Gad also got to stop here and say, Josh Gad weighed in. I weighed in first. I weighed in the second day or third day after the movie came out that there needs to be an Encanto Colombian experience at Epcot. Josh Gad seconded that motion yesterday um, when he uh, weighed online about doing the same thing. How about the resort bus? You know, the one that you wait for, that you're kind of frustrated on and so forth. Imagine that the resort bus on Disney was a party bus. Could the windows of the bus taking us from one Disney resort hotel to the park on the other side of property, play out and experience all of its own? It's been tested actually. Well, not completely. They have actually tested this party bus idea. <laughs> it was a more physical party bus thing than a virtual party bus, but why not virtually? Hey. If you can get on a train at Hogwarts, why not see that thing play out again virtually? Maybe you only get it when you board the bus on the way to a night in the parks. Again, all sorts of possibilities. How about the metaverse coming alive at Disney Springs? Could the same physical space that once held the beloved Disney Quest and a forerunner of all of what we're talking about become that then became the NBA experience. Reemerged with a new uh, black box space for the metaverse. Could could we take void-like experiences and other virtual augmented opportunities and create a unique, dedicated play space that guests would be willing to pay some premium to experience, just as they had with with Disney Quest. Again, all sorts of possibilities there. Now let's look to other markets. And I talked about some of that when we talked about different markets that Disney attracts. Imagine a virtual conference, a convention center group gathers in a 360 virtual center. I've actually done um, uh, seminars or workshops or uh, keynotes in in settings where you are literally surrounded by an LED um, uh, screen, the entire audience. It's a 360 kind of thing. And could we create a Disney theme park experience in that conference hall prior to getting up and leaving for the second part of the conference in the parks? I mentioned this as a great example of how Disney wouldn't have to have you in the parks in order to play off of the virtual. They could use other space and not have so many people gathered at one time use other space virtually before bringing them into a physical space to enjoy the rest of the experience virtually and physically. How about a virtual wedding chapel? Imagine those who can't make the wedding suddenly appearing virtually at your Disney wedding in the chapel. Here's one we all know about the Star Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, could the one thing that make this ship succeed, be the chance to do virtual activities that you can't do anywhere else. Is it possible? Well, and and let me just say here, um, what is the name of the card game? It always escapes me. But there were images of people playing the card game and they said there may be rounds where you learn to play that card game. But there were also images where they showed a card game that almost looked more virtual in terms of how it appeared in the air, so to speak, could they be offering something like that? That's so much more interesting than than just simply playing um, that, that Star Wars uh, card game. Sabacc is what it is. Um, that would be so much more interesting to play Sabacc in a virtual kind of way. But then let's take it to the next level. Guests are gonna be able to get off the ship the next morning and go to Batu. well, I could have bought a ticket for that. But what if you gave them an AR experience where they don't go as the typical guest goes, they see things in Batu that you can't see as a regular typical guest. Would these kinds of activities and set the ship straight, so to speak, in terms of creating something that people would want to do that they can't do anywhere else and that would create the kind of demand that involves the kind of price point. And then finally I'm going to suggest what about the possibility of any Disney park anywhere, anytime. Imagine the possibility of visiting any of Disney's 12 theme parks around the world at any time of day, being able to interact from your home in a virtual way. Now this is an Augmented reality, this is going back to the idea of, of augmented virtuality, but still, how would it be to be able to literally get, you know, go at any time of day? Imagine, you know, parks are open 24 hours a day worldwide. People, there are so many people who have never gone to a, um, a a Disney theme park in Asia or to um, Disneyland Paris, could this be that vehicle? What would you be willing to pay to have access anytime to all the, dis- could be a virtual annual pass to go experience Disney parks anytime, any day and and be in the park. And then could that same experience play out again in a new chapter when you finally have a chance to visit the parks physically? Well, that leads us to some VR experiences as well. And in the metaverse, and one of the things that they are already talking about is Star Wars Tales of the Galaxy's Edge from Oculus Quest. Here's an experience, yeah, and does involve the whole headset thing, but right now you're able to see Galaxy's Edge, the Galaxy's Edge that you see at Disneyland and at Disney's Hollywood Studios. There's all sorts of possibilities here. Disney Plus, could be the metaverse vehicle. And it, that is Bob Chapek's vision, is to use Disney Plus as a platform for the metaverse. The company has been active in using its characters and narratives of video games um, already. Um, Disney has worked with Epic Games to bring characters from Star Wars to Fortnite. It's collaborated with Game Studio Rare to add Pirates of the Caribbean content to Sea of Thieves franchise, which is very cool. I played that with my son. That was a lot of fun. Um, Square Enix. Uh, Enix uh, recently uh, released Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers games. And and then, of course, if Disney envisions sport content in the metaverse, ESPN holds a plethora of sport media rights um, for the mouse to work with. So there are just so many possibilities that the metaverse could work with. You know, Universal is building Epic Universe, their next theme park. It's located near the convention center. Disney hasn't announced a physical theme park, a new physical theme park in the U.S. for some time. People have talked about a fifth Disney theme park. Shanghai cost $5.5 billion. Seems like a lot of money to spend on a theme park. Then again, Disney apparently spent over 1 billion dollars just on My Magic Plus and I'm not sure, but we have to to you know, have for it other than magic bands. So there is a lot of possibility that Disney could go into the metaverse in a major way and it would be almost like having another theme park. Well, maybe not. Maybe for you, you like the physical. I know I do. Um, This could be Disney's folly. Critics have blasted Disney for taking risks like this in the past. But then again, that's part of the beauty of Disney's heritage. Taking big risks, no white Disneyland. Being the pioneer for new forms of entertainment. Is this the next chapter? Time will tell. We know it must be more than just some wave of hype. Some marketing platform. It has to be substantive, something that truly is something guests value and want to participate in. Well, this is our Disney at uh, Work podcast. We thank you for joining us and uh, hope that uh, you like some of the ideas that uh, we've shared with you. Here's great news. There is more of this, including videos and other interactive tools to better help you understand this whole future of the metaverse and all that it's involved, as well as other forms that Disney has used in its storytelling, in creating high-tech, high-touch opportunities. In terms of embracing the future, we're going to make this available to to those who sign up for the Wayfinder Society. It's going to be another one of the interactive um, experiences and tools that will be available to them for as little as a dollar a day. This would usually be something that would be on the 25 dollars 35 side with a higher end, but because the metaverse involves everyone, we want to make this involved available to you. So sign up if you want to learn more, know more, see more, see other examples outside of Disney, this is your tool for doing that. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can sign up and uh, and experience this. So join us on Patreon and, uh, and experience be- the beginnings of what is the metaverse in the worlds to come. And again, thank you for joining us. In the words of Sinbad storybook voyage, no matter where you are physically or virtually, <laughs> always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon.